Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And uh, our, our notebook this hour turns its attention to uh, Texas women's tennis, the uh, number eight national seed, and getting ready to host uh, NCAA tournament action this week at the Texas Tennis Center. And uh, we're very pleased to be joined by the head coach, Howard Jaffe, on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Howard, great to visit with you again. How are you today? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Always a pleasure to visit with you. And before we get to talking about the NCAA stuff, I, I have to uh, give you uh, the props and the team the props for having this great year uh, that you've had to th- to this point. And uh, you've you've had so uh, many outstanding performances to the season. But I always know that coaches talk about the, the totality of the team effort and everything that had happened uh, to win the Big 12 uh, women's regular season and postseason tournament titles. How about your thoughts on uh, the totality of what's happened with your group so far and coming through and winning the regular season and the postseason tournament championship? Yeah, thanks. I mean, uh, it's an interesting one. Our team obviously um, ha- has won the NC2A tournament uh, uh, last year and the year before. So the, uh, the the tension, the pressure, and the expectation, of course, is great to try to repeat. Um, that's sort of just the backdrop to uh, setting up the year. We had turned over four of our eight scholarship players, so we had, you know, f- we do have four new faces. And against that backdrop, I would say the year has been quite difficult for the ladies, um, uh, having to fill some big shoes um, from, you know, last year and the year before's team. Um, And in spite of that, um, late-ish in the year, the team appears to, uh, you know, have rallied um, and played well enough, as your question would suggest, to, to, you know, win the, the, the regular season Big 12 and, of course, to... Um, win the tournament here a week or so ago. And so the hope for an old coach um, is that this uh, team that is um, finding its way uh, is still growing just a little bit and are poised to do something uh, perhaps even better than what what we did in the conference. Howard, I have to believe that uh, when you mentioned about replacing key pieces off back-to-back national championship teams, that it helps – if you have an incoming freshman who not only wins Big 12 Freshman of the Year, but wins Big 12 Player of the Year, Nicole Karen, it's only the third time that's happened in the history of the Big 12 Conference. Could you have foreseen Nicole performing at that high level as a freshman coming in? No, I mean, uh, she's obviously uh, surpassed any reasonable expectation that a coach, uh, even a driven coach, could have. Um, uh, you know, in her case, um, Being from Israel, um, there's mandatory military service. So she is someone that, you know, hadn't really been uh, in school per se uh, for the past two or three years. And just the language barrier, um, the cultural barrier, the uh, getting used to the rigors of academics and studying at Texas, um, all of those things um, would, you know, suggest that it, it, it'd be a rocky and difficult year, which I'm sure in many respects it has been. But the idea that she would perform um, in such a way that she, you know, won these uh, uh, best player in the Big 12 and best freshman, really, as I said, uh, it surpasses any, you know, reasonable expectation. So that, as, as you say, doesn't suck. 
Uh, yeah, no doubt about it. And then and I would say also getting the performances that you did from Taisia Pashkaleva has to be a, a pretty uh, exciting thing to be the Big 12 newcomer of the year. So you get the, the freshman of the year, the player of the year, which happens to be the one player, obviously, in Nicole Karen, and then Taisia Pashkaleva being the Big 12 newcomer of the year also is one of those things that has to make it very satisfying for a coach. Yeah, no, I'm obviously delighted. Uh, as I sort of set up, we lost four of our eight scholarship players, and you've just talked about two of the replacements, which, uh, you know, have, they've done well. Interestingly, uh, Taya um, is, uh, uh, played the final match against Texas two years ago for Pepperdine um, when we won uh, the national championship game 4-3. And so I know that she's a really formidable person and a player, she had some significant injury problems in the fall, but really the, uh, uh, also the idea that uh, she was just fit and ready to play um, would have been enough, but she also has performed um, in, a, in a stellar way um, to allow you know um, the success we've enjoyed so far. I would also be remiss since I mentioned Nicole being uh, what the things that she'd done. She was all Big 12 singles first team, but Charlotte Shabbatapan was as well. And, uh, and then you've got Savannah uh, Zelanova on the second team as well. I mean, this is the sum of the parts, isn't it, Howard, when you start mentioning all these different ones who individually attain their own honors, but all within the team concept that makes the team so difficult to beat? Yeah, there's no question um, our team has uh, the horses, or so to speak, the players. Um, Sabina was a big part of the national championship team last year, um, winning 26 against one loss only. Um, she's another one that struggled this year early with injuries, but has just really replicated it. Uh, I think she's, you know, uh, uh, 16, 17 odd wins against three or four losses only. And um, Charlotte um, uh, Shavadipon, our Southern Cal lady, um, you know, just uh, also excellent, excellent tennis player, excellent human being, team captain. Um, so they've all... Um, uh, definitely got the uh, ability to 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 hopefully make a make a good run and uh, mount a bit of a title defense this year and going for a third consecutive title as we've pointed out and visiting right now and talking Texas women's tennis with the head coach Howard Joffe as uh, the Longhorns get ready to have NCAA tournament action at home uh, how beneficial is it to be uh, a top eight national seed, meaning if you handle your business this weekend, you get to play as well for those uh, uh, next round after that if you uh, handle your business in first and second round? How important is it to be playing on your home court? Uh, no question. I mean, I think uh, all your, your listeners um, who are more, say, maybe with football and basketball um, know very well whatever the arena it's um, – advantageous for the players to be sleeping in their own beds, to be playing on the courts uh, that, that they're used to training on and, and competing. And then, of course, that is to say nothing of having, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the enthusiastic Longhorn fans cheer, cheering them on. So um, the home court advantage is huge. And, um, of course, we're hopeful that, uh, as you say, um, we can handle our business here uh, this, this weekend. 
Uh, Howard, how about uh, your first-round opponents, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi? You've got that uh, first-rounder, uh, 2 o'clock Friday afternoon, and then Cal and San Diego in that first-round match. That's at 11 o'clock uh, Friday morning as well. I always ask coaches this, so so uh, you'll be no different than when I visit with Coach Elliott or when I visit with Coach Terry or Coach Schaefer about, I know you've got to concentrate on the here and now, but between your coaching staff and all that, do you, do you kind of keep an eye on what's going on with the other match, assuming, again, to use that phrase, your team handles its business, and you've got a second-round uh, opponent to deal with. You're, are you also kind of keeping an eye on what's going on in that other match, as well as the fact, since it precedes yours, before your group takes the court? Um, only very uh, peripherally, or maybe the better English is superficially. I mean, um, what I do know to be true is that um, the players on uh, Cal's team, um, we've uh, locked horns with them last year, so we're very familiar with, with them um, and also familiar with the players on a very, very formidable San Diego team this year. And so, um, obviously, the attention will be, as all coaches hackney the cliche to death, on uh, the here and the now um, and trying to uh, uh, come up with a, a fine four points to, to win against uh, 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 Tamu. Corpus Christi, but then um, we'll be very aware um, and we'll have our work cut out for us against whoever the winner is of that uh uh, Cal Berkeley and San Diego match. All right. It'll be, again, first-round action, 2 o'clock Friday afternoon at the Texas Tennis Center as uh, the Longhorns will face Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The other matchup starts at 11 a.m. It's Cal and San Diego. And, again, uh, a Longhorns victory would advance Texas to the second-round matchup at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Howard, it's always great to visit with you. We wish you the best of luck and, and look forward to a successful weekend on the home court. Thanks for joining us this morning. Great. Thanks so much, you guys. Have a good day. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you.